decided that I'm going to start um, correctly with this. Because every time I talk about sex, I always make sure that um, sexual rights is emphasized. I do it every time I talk in person with people that are safe, of course, and on the podcast. And so, and I enjoy it. People enjoy it. We both enjoy it. Uh, I do this with people who are safe, of course, and I always make sure that sexual boundaries are always interwoven into my in-person conversations, as well as the podcasting that we're doing together, because I can't do this without you. Sex, this is louisville.edu. This is University of Louisville, Health Promotion, a Division of Campus Health Services. Now let's get to it. Sexual Health Bill of Rights. It's up to you to get what you want from sex and to avoid what you don't want. Get to know yourself and know your body. Know what you want out of the sexual relationship. What do you find sexually appealing? What feels good to you? What are your limits? Know what kinds of things you're willing to participate in, what things you want within our sexual relationship. Create your own sexual health bill of rights. Here are some examples. I have the right to own my own body. I have a right to my own feelings, beliefs, opinions, and perceptions. I have a right to trust my own values about sexual conduct. I have a right to set my own sexual limits. I have a right to say no. I have a right to say yes. I have a right to experience sexual pleasure. I have a right to remain celibate. I have a right to be sexually assertive. I have a right to be the initiator in a sexual relationship. I have a right to be in control of my sexual experiences. I have a right to have a loving partner. I have a right to my sexual orientation and preferences. I have a right to have a partner who respects me, understands me, is willing to communicate with me. I have a right to talk to my partner about incest slash child sexual abuse slash rape. I have a right to ask questions and receive accurate sexual information. These are the first set of rights that I live by in my everyday life. And here is the second and final one. This is consented.ca, all right? Our sexual rights, it is time for a reminder of our sexual rights and to give ourselves the permission to be free of the negativity around sex that comes from our rape-prone culture. It could be helpful to read these rights out loud to let them really sink in. I have a right to develop healthy attitudes about sex. I have a right to receive accurate sexual information. I have a right to sexual privacy. I have a right to protection from bodily harm or invasion. Again, I have a right to my own feelings, beliefs, opinions, and perceptions about sex. Again, I have a right to my own sexual limits. Again, I have a right to say no to sexual behavior. Again, I have a right to experience sexual pleasure. I have a right to be in control of my sexual experiences. Again, I have a right to control touch and sexual. I have a right to control touch and sexual contact. I have a right to stop sexual arousal that feels inappropriate or uncomfortable. Again, I have a right to develop my sexuality according to my sexual preferences and orientation. I 
I have a right to have a loving partner. I have a right to have a partner that respects me, understands me, willing to communicate with me about sex. By the way of saying what I said earlier. I have a right to talk to my partner about sexual assault and slash or sexual abuse. Another way of saying what I said earlier. And I have a right to enjoy healthy sexual pleasure and satisfaction. These are the second and final set of sexual rights that I live by in my everyday life. Now I'm easily I'm easily correct my own, right? I have the right to, and this is just made up examples. So I'm not telling you what to do or not to do. These are just made up examples. So I'm not getting preachy. I'm also not being lawless either. All right, here we go. I have a right to my sex characteristics. I have a right to my gender identity. Um, I have a right to live out secular sexuality. I have a right to live out religious sexuality. I have a right to live out monogamous sexuality. I have a right to live out non-monogamous sexuality. I have a right to be treated with respect even though I have an STD. I have the right to be treated with respect even though I have an STI. I have the right to share my sexual business with a trustworthy person or trustworthy people. I have the right to keep my sex life between myself and whoever, whomever, whatever, or whomever or whoever I'm with. Um, I have the right to be treated with respect when it comes to my body, and my body will not be clowned by my partner and or partners. They're not going to tell other people untruths about our sex life, about our physical bodies. And lastly, I have the right for my partners and I to be honest about our sex life in ways that we learn and grow and we do what we need to do to keep the sex life going right and we get rid of what can negatively interfere with our sex life. So those are just made up examples. And, and I wanna admit, I live out secular sexuality and I am SCD free, I'm STI free. That was just examples I was giving. Okay. So let me talk about um, PlannedParenthood.org. Is masturbation healthy? In this section, one, masturbation, two, is masturbation healthy? Is the same question. You may have heard some crazy things about masturbation being bad for you, like it makes you grow hair in weird places, it causes infertility, it shrinks your genitals, and once you start masturbating, you'll become addicted to it. I've heard one that says it blinds you, you can't physically see anymore. None of, the, none of that is true. They're all lies, is what I'll add. Masturbation isn't, is not unhealthy or bad for you at all masturbation can actually be good for your health both mentally and physically 
and it's pretty much the safest sex out there. There's no risk of getting pregnant or getting an STD. When you have an orgasm, your body releases endorphins, which are hormones that block pain and make you feel good. The good feelings that come with an orgasm happen when, whether you're masturbating or having sex. Plenty of research has shown the health benefits of masturbation. Masturbation can release sexual tension, reduce stress, help you sleep better, improve your self-esteem and body image, help treat sexual problems, relieve menstrual cramps and muscle tension, strengthen muscle tone in your pelvic and anal areas. Masturbation also helps you figure out what you like sexually. Where do you want to be touched? How much pressure feels good? How fast or slow? Learning how to have orgasms on your own can make it easier to have one with a partner because you can tell or show them what feels good. And when you're comfortable with sex, your body and talk to your partner, you're more likely to feel comfortable protecting yourself against STDs and unintended pregnancy. How much masturbation is too much? Some people masturbate often every day or even more than once a day. Some people masturbate close to once a week, once every few weeks or every now and then. Some people never masturbate and that's fine too. All of these are perfectly normal. Masturbation only becomes quote unquote too much if it gets in the way of your job, your responsibilities or your social life. If that's a problem for you, you may want to talk to a counselor or therapist. Some people learn when they're younger that masturbating is wrong or bad so they feel guilty about doing it. If you feel that way, try to remember that most people masturbate. It's perfectly normal and there's nothing wrong with it. Talking to a counselor or therapist may help you if you have trouble getting over guilty feelings. I have a confession to make. I masturbate every day. I masturbate even more than once a day. It's never too little for me. It's never too much for me. I don't feel guilty about doing it. I feel euphoria about doing it. It's my normal, it's healthy for me, and it's natural for me. And I think it's 100% beautiful. Um, Once every few weeks, I masturbate to ethical pornography. And I masturbate to attractive figures in my psyche. I always do it in, a, in private areas in my home. And yes, I make sure I clean up after myself. I'm hygienic, even though I'm masturbatory. Um, once every couple of weeks, I'll look up attractive figures on the internet and masturbate to them too. I ejaculate quite well. A flood that I polish quite sufficiently and I most of my masturbation is the attractive people I see every day so most of my masturbation is about me self-pleasuring to them and self-ejaculating so that's what I do and whenever I read erotica every few weeks, 
once every few weeks I masturbate to um, ethical erotica too so I love being honest about that and I enjoy mutual masturbation my partners too whenever we have sex ethical sex indeed so glad we, we're, we're, we're discussing that um want to now talk about I talked about this before but it's good that I'm repeating this because last time you heard me say this feministporn.org ethical porn what it is and who is making it character matters respect avenue it's the street sign that I'm seeing the phrase ethical porn in quotations has emerged recently in news articles and within the adult industry there's a growing interest in pornography that labels itself this way, especially given ongoing concerns about how people are treated within the wider porn industry. What is ethical porn exactly? What is ethical porn is the question. Put simply, ethical porn is pornography that is fair, equitable, and consensual. It is porn that centers the welfare performance and its production practices, that is transparent in its operations, that doesn't engage in harmful or negative post-production marketing. Ethical porn can depict a wide range of sex, acts, and performers. It is not restricted to any one group of producers or performers. Ethical porn exists within the wider movement of feminist porn and is also made by mainstream U.S. and European adult companies. It can also include any kind of production value from amateur video to high-end studio productions. The main thing is the commitment to good labor practices, consent, transparency, and social justice. Blooper reel, behind the scenes videos and interviews and they focus on consent are an indicator of an ethical porn company. Making ethical porn, labor practices have become a major focus in discussions about ethical porn. The US-based Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, APAC, have created a model bill of rights which articulates the standards that performers want upheld on porn sets. These include the right to know who they are performing with, what sex acts are expected, and the right to decline requested sex acts. The Bill of Rights also deals with performer safety on set, specifying the right to safe sex supplies, food and water, and sexual health information such as STD tests. The document also insists on the right of performers to be paid fairly and on time. APAC has a performer code of conduct which members agree to abide by. This specifies professional conduct expected of performers when working. The Free Speech Coalition also has a wider list of industry guidelines that specify respect for performers a commitment to keeping adult material away from children, to maintaining confidentiality with customers and generally behaving with professionalism and honesty. These codes of conduct are not mandated in the adult industry. The guidelines are voluntary and not all producers of porn are members of the relevant associations. Given that anyone can now make porn with an iPhone, it has become increasingly important to shine a light on how porn is made to ensure that it is consensual and transparent. Things to look for. The porn industry is diverse and there's currently no official ethical porn label. Attempts have been made to create a ban. I'm sorry, attempts have been made to create a ban, but it is to create a brand, but it is difficult to get a a consensus on what ethical porn looks like. As a consumer, you can look for some of these things. Membership of adult industry bodies. An RTA restricted to adults label on the front of the site. Mission statements, ethics statements, or transparent information about production practices. 
a willingness to include behind the scenes content performing interviews, a focus on consent and descriptions within the corner itself. Visit the social media profiles of producers and see what they say and what is said about them. Pay for paying for porn. Ethical porn consumption involves researching what com- what companies make what companies make good porn, but it also involves being willing to pay for it. Piracy has reduced the marketplace for porn and resulted in lower pay for performers and producers. If you want to see more ethical feminist porn, it's important to pay for it. This way, the creators and performers are supported. Everyone can be paid well and money can be reinvested into more quality productions. Who's making ethical porn? You'll find recommended feminist porn producers listed on the site. Beyond that, here is a list of porn producers who are being transparent about their ethics and production techniques. Bright Desire, Ethics and Consent Statement, Crash Pat Series About Page, Dreams of Spanking, Fair Trade Spanking, SSSH.com, Onset Policy, Sign Sinclair, FAQ, Eric Lust Films, We Care Page. You may also want to check out the producers and performers listed at ethical.porn. So, I, I also, I decided to all the ethical foreign companies and all the mainstream foreign companies that specialize in ethical porn. Here's my criteria for being a performer, producer, ethnographer, and all the other roles that you can play in the world of porn. They, they are required by me based on my um, non-negotiables. Here are my non-negotiables, my requirements, if you will. They have to be, they have to have membership of adult industry bodies. They have to do the, an RTA restricted to adults label on the front of the site. They have to have mission statements, ethics statements, and transparent information about their production practices. They have to have a willingness to include behind the scenes content and performing interviews. They have to have a focus on consent and descriptions within the corner itself. They have to have to visit the social media profiles of producers to see what they say and what is said about them. Those are all of my requirements. If they don't want to do any of these requirements or some or most, then I have a problem. If they retract all of these non-negotiables of mine, they retract all these requirements, then I will not perform with them. I will not be a pornographer with them. I will not produce with them, period. Those, these are my non-negotiables. Now, I, I like to make this simple and easy. FreeSpeechCoalition.com, FSC Code of Ethics. So. FSC requires all members to pledge to abide by this code of ethics to promote responsible business practice and ensure the safety of the adult community and the longevity of the adult industry. FSC's mission is to protect the rights and freedoms of the adult industries so that we all prosper. This means protecting our community and everyone in it. As a member of FSC, I pledge to uphold this code of ethics to promote responsible business practices and ensure the safety of the adult community and the longevity of the adult industry. So here are all the rights that I agree to. When I say I, I'm talking about myself, even though they have the word I think when he's done saying this and reading this, he meaning me, I'm talking about myself and myself only. Here we go. Protect our rights. I will advocate for the constitutional rights of adults to freely express themselves and to make their own decisions regarding personal sexual behavior. 
I personally agree to that. I will uphold the idea of bodily autonomy and the innate right of adults to control what happens to their bodies now they use them. I agree to that. I will support the effort to decriminalize all sex work, knowing that the line between criminalized sex work, such as individual services, and decriminalized sex work, such as pornography, is arbitrary and movable. I agree to that. Protect our community. I will treat every member of the adult entertainment industry with respect and professionalism, both on and off the set. I agree to that. I will foster a culture of transparency and safety in the workplace by adhering to policies for the prevention of workplace violence and sexual assault. I agree to that. I will commit to fighting against racial inequity in the adult industry and implicit bias within myself. I agree to that. I will safeguard the health of myself and others by adhering to FSC standard testing protocols. I agree to that. Okay, lastly, protect our industry. I will advocate for the adult entertainment industry. I will advocate for the adult entertainment industry, the work that we do and those who contribute to it. I agree to that. I will adhere to all applicable laws that govern the production, publication, streaming, display, and viewing of adult content. I agree to that. I will ensure that I only employ and work with adults and I will take all necessary precautions to prevent minors from viewing the adult content I create. I agree to that. I will preserve the privacy of consumers by adhering to all applicable data privacy laws that protect consumer personal information, including their identities, billing records, and online activities. I agree to that. I will protect the identities of adult industry members and keep their personal and medical information secure and confidential. I agree to that. I will honor product ownership and intellectual property rights, including patents, trademarks, and copyrights. I agree to that. And lastly, I will respect workers' rights. I agree to that. You're probably wondering, why are you saying all these things? To all the new people, all the old old people listening, they know why, but I'll tell you. I decided to be a porn performer, a pornographer, a producer of porn, a director of porn, a filmmaker of porn, a marketer of porn, a leader slash higher up of porn, a an intimacy coordinator of porn, a recruiter of porn, a talent manager in porn, a script writer in porn, and a sex worker's rights advocate, a sex worker advocate, and an advocate of the adult entertainment industry, and the se- and a sex industry advocate. Me, yours truly. Again, me, yours truly. Now, let's do this some more, shall we? Performer Code of Conduct. APAC created the Performer Code of Conduct because we believe that producers, studio crew, and agents... Oh, by the way, I decided to be a porn studio crew leader and member. I also decided to be a porn agent. I decided to be a porn agent. Let me get back. Performer Code of Conduct. APAC created the Performer Code of Conduct because we believe that producers, studio crew, and agents have the right to work with performers who conduct themselves professionally on and offset. 
the document encourages performers to take their job seriously while having a fun and enthusiastic experience. To that end, to that end the items in the Performer Code of Conduct are indications to performers of reasonable producer, crew, and agent expectations when performers are hired for a scene. The Code of Conduct will also help new performers interact with experienced performers in a professional and respectful way. So, here we go. As a performer, I'm talking about me now. I will be prepared, professional, and educated in the following ways. I will show up on time for my shoot. I agree. Oh, wait a minute. I will show up on time for my shoot. I agree to that. I will be prepared for my shoot, which includes, but is not limited to, being clean, knowing my lines, and having the necessary wardrobe or anything else that you personally require in order to complete a successful day at work. I agree to that. I'll be educated and compliant with the sexual health protocols of the studio I'm working for. I agree to that. I will check to be sure that I and my scene partners have the same understanding of STD protocols and performer health on set. I agree to that. I will not be under the influence of illicit drugs or alcohol. I agree to that. I will ask my scene partner their boundaries prior to performing. I respect those boundaries throughout the workday. I agree to that. I will discuss my limits with my scene partner and director prior to performing and acknowledge and respect my limits while performing. I agree to that. I'll be aware of how my choices outside of work affect my fellow performers. This includes but is not limited to how I protect myself during personal sexual relations and how I take care of my body, health, and hygiene. I agree to that. I'll be respectful to all people in regards to race, gender, and sexual orientation on set. I agree to that. I will have a good-natured and welcoming attitude, particularly when new or inexperienced performers are on set. I agree to that. I work toward a community of educated, unified performers. I agree to that. Oh, and I look forward to being on the board membership of the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee. I look forward to being a member of the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee. I look forward to being a member of the FSC Free Speech Coalition. Ooh, it gets better. At APAC Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, the Performer Bill of Rights details what performers have a right to when hired. The document indicates that performers are entitled to to maintain a generally positive experience in their careers as well as what conditions are conducive to mental, emotional, and physical health. As a performer, I am entitled to the following rights. Prior to a shoot, at least a day prior, I'm talking about me now. I have, as a performer, I'm entitled to the following rights. Prior to a shoot, at least a day prior, I have the right to know the content of the shoot the people I'll be performing with, the expected shoot length, and the proposed pay. I agree to that. I am not required to perform acts not agreed upon prior to my arrival at work. I agree to that. Pressured negotiations and unexpected changes are not acceptable in the event of same-day talent cancellations. Notify all other talent and assure new talent are comfortable working together. I agree to all those things. I have the right to decline in a professional manner to perform any professional requested sexual act I don't feel comfortable with. I agree to that. I have the right to specify my preferred method of protection against STDs, knowing that studios may not comply, and that accepting a scene is ultimately my decision. I agree to that. I have the right to be heard when I have concerns or questions about any part of a scene 
or workday. I agree to that. I have the right to not be pressured to perform sexual acts off camera at any time before, during, or after the shoot. I agree to that. During a shoot, here we go. I have the right to be treated with respect as a high professional at all times on set. I agree to that. I have the right to, I have the right to studio provided water on set. I also have the right to studio provided snacks if the shoot is expected to last up to six hours. If the shoot is expected to last more than six hours, a reasonable quality studio provided meal is recommended. I agree to all those things. I have the right to request that my scene partner follow the same STI safety protocols that I am comfortable that I am comfortable with. I agree to that. I have the right to work only with performers that follow the safety protocols that I choose to follow for myself. I agree to that. I have the right to set provided lubricants, enemas, douches, baby wipes, and condoms if applicable. I agree to that. I have the right to decline or agree to any sexual act proposed to me before or during a scene, even if I previously decided to decline or agree to said sexual act. I'm aware that if the choice was previously expressed before the shoot day, then the producer slash director has the right to cancel the scene if it does not coincide with their expectations. I agree to that. I have the right to call off a scene if health problems arise that would put my fellow scene partner or others on set at risk. I agree to that. I have the right to act at the right to access of the onset bloodborne pathogen plan or someone who is knowledgeable on of the onset bloodborne pathogen plan. I agree to that. I have the right to vocalize any concerns about my health and safety on set and have all reasonable remedies carried out. I agree to that. I have the right to stop the scene and check in with the director if I feel uncomfortable or distressed. I agree to that. After the shoot, I have the right to be paid my agreed upon fees according to the company's usual method of payment. I agree to that. I have the right to not have to make repeated demands for payment nor will I have payments unreasonably withheld from me. I agree to that. I love how simplistic I am. One of my favorite things about me. Alright. Let's get down to business. Let me see if there's any more I want to say about any other policies. So you won't feel like you're being dated with the same old, same old. Um, oh, these other ones I've already read. I just read the ones that are the most important in my view. Well, I'll give you a new one. So you won't feel like I heard those already in other episodes. Here's a new one. About Dreams of Spanking. By the way, I would love to work with this company. <laughs> Welcome to Dreams of Spanking, my brand new production studio. And I'm Pandora Blake, a UK spanking performer, sexual freedom activist, and blogger. I keep learning new things about me. I'm a sexual freedom activist, and I see myself as a spanking performer. Nice. This site is the culmination of several years of inspiration, hard work, and I think it represents my personal spanking kink as honestly as anything else I've ever done. I hope you enjoy it. This is a handcrafted, homemade website, and everything 
which isn't credited to anyone else who's probably done by me. What, what with performing, producing, directing, writing, editing, web design, and web development, it's been a steep learning curve for me. I hope you like these scenes, which express my own spanking fantasies, and I'm able to forgive any technical imperfections which result from my learning as I go. Dreams of Spanking offers high-quality, beautiful spanking films, photo galleries, and audio studios, which please the senses and excite the imagination. Here, find scenes including hard spanking, traditional English punishment, severe canning, uh, historical storylines, edgy fantasies, romance drama, adventure, and heartfelt dominance and submission. Fair trade spanking, consent and ethical production, two issues surrounding porn, which are often talked about by viewers, but rarely by studios themselves. In the case of kink and spanking porn, depicting violence and fantasy scenes of non-consensual situations, the question of consensual production becomes even more important. I aim to answer the question, how can I tell if this is truly consensual? By, by emphasizing consent, community, context, and narrative sympathy in all the scenes I produce, I know that when you watch porn, you, you want to be sure that the performers were respected during production. I'm also aware that many women like me enjoy spanking films and want to find respectful, woman-positive material which reflects your ethical values as well as your erotic desires. Can kinky porn featuring edgy, severe spanking ever be feminist? I believe the answer is a resounding yes. I believe there is nothing inherently unfeminist about enjoying spanking or porn. I hope that even the most cynical of you will be able to feel that my films are safe to watch and can enjoy them without having to worry about anyone doing anything they didn't want to do, or for any reason other than they love spanking and really like the scenario. I understand how hard it is not only to find trustworthy sites which cater to the more severe side of your spanking kink, but also to find spanking films which feature men in male bottoms in a positive way. Dreams of Spanking caters to both the spanky and the female gaze, G-A-Z-E, offering hot, young, talented male tops who are nice to look at, and beautiful male spankies who are just as much the stars of the show as their female co-performers. Hope that our good-looking male actors will provide enjoyment to male and female viewers and show that spanking porn doesn't need to be segregated by gender in order to appeal. Our mission, our mission is to provide spanking porn, which is for men and women featuring believable storylines, engaging characters, beautiful tops and bottoms, genuine chemistry between performers and high production values, present male bottoms as sympathetic, interesting, and sexy, catering to the bi and heterosexual female gays, J-C-E, and to bottom-identified men. It's reassuringly, transparently fair trade, consensual performer-driven. My values are sex-positive and gender egalitarian. I understand that you do not want to feel belittled or shamed by the porn you watch, that you do want to be able to find spanking punishment scenarios intense enough to satisfy your kinky imagination. James' spanking aims to provide a safe space for both men and women to explore their darker side of their corporal punishment fantasies. Join us and share your dreams. Wow, I have a spanking kink. K-I-N-K, I have a spanking kink. I'm a spanker and I'm a spanky. And... I I am a kinky porn performer. I am kinky. And I see myself as doing spanking porn in the future. I'm a fair trade spanker. I'm a fair trade spanky. Yes, I said it. And I have corporal punishment fantasies myself and other adults. Ha 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 ha. See, I, I gave you a new article. So you can't say I bored you by repeating myself. <sighs> this is awesome.
So, gave you another new article. Pay attention. Safe, sane, and consensual. The bedrock, the bedrock ethics of BDSM. March of 2015 by Sharon Glassburn, MA, NFT, LGBT, slash gender, sexual identity issues, topic, expert, contributor. Whether you read, saw, loved, or hated Fifty Shades of Grey, there's no denying that it's really started a larger conversation about BDSM in popular culture. It's important for us to acknowledge that even if we're embarrassed by it, even if we think it's better left or dark, sexy, mystery, because according to the research, anywhere between 2% and 60% of the population is interested in BDSM, so I guarantee that was 15. BDSM is my favorite acronym because it's so multifaceted. Its letter pairings stand for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, and sadism and masochism. It can be said that the underlying element across all these terminologies is power, and in fact, sometimes, and in fact, some kinksters, I'm a kinkster by the way, call what they're doing power play. I love power play. And I'm a BDSM practitioner myself. Anytime we're playing with power, however, we need to be aware of the potential misuse or abuse of that power. Fortunately, many in the adult BDSM community that I'm a part of employ an ethics manager to help those new to the scene or even more seasoned practitioners feel comfortable testing limits. Their guiding principles are safe, sane, and consensual. What do we mean when we're talking about safety, sanity, and consent? This guide will define those concepts and give examples of responsible power play between adult partners. While it's not necessarily labeled as such, I made reference to types of play partners throughout this article, doms or dominant partners and subs and submissive partners. Play partners who occupy either or both roles are known as switches. One, safety. Some people enjoy kink aren't into garage, Jeffrey, or fancy equipment, but others are. Some obvious equipment with the potential for damage are sensory deprivation mask, urethral, urethral sounds, genital clamps, and, 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 and suspension devices. Even simpler tools such as rope, belts, or paddles could leave lasting damage or even prove fatal if play partners aren't adequately prepared. Study up not just on use of your equipment, but on basic human, basic human anatomy too. Some parts of the body, like on the back near the kidneys, are riskier places to be struck. Consider the risk of losing circulation if you're playing with rope or handcuffs and have a backup plan for freeing your partner if you're tying up or cuffing them. Make sure your partner can breathe if you're using a ball gag or mask. Practice whipping pillows before using human partners. Practice tying basic knots before, basic knots before attempting more intricate bondage. Minimize burn risk if you're playing with hot wax. This might sound like a lot of rules, but if your partner trusts you with their body, you need to be able to trust yourself too. Emotional safety is, is as important as physical safety when it comes to sex and power play, which brings us to the second item of the BDSM ethics code. Two, sanity. While I'm doing trauma work with people in individual therapy or facilitating classroom discussions about healthy relationships, I want to make sure that I'm maintaining an atmosphere of emotional safety. The rationale and context may be different, but the concept of emotional safety is absolutely critical for responsible BDSM exploration. Emotional safety exists in environments where you're sharing only what feels safe and will be respected. In BDSM practices, this requires considerable introspection on the part of both dominant and submissive partners. Ask yourself, are the activities we're engaging in going to open emotional wounds and do I trust my partner to take care of me in a state of vulnerability? Do I have a handle on my sadism and I'm capable of balancing it with loving kindness? Am I doing this because I enjoy it or out of a sense of guilt or obligation? Check in with yourself and your partner. Don't be afraid to set limits based on what feels emotionally safe for you. 
fight only with partners with whom you know your limits will be respected. Do not engage genuine cruelty with kink. Establishing limits ahead of time is tricky because you don't know what your limits are. Another way to ensure sanity and safety is to agree on a safe word for moments when things no longer feel safe or okay. In many cases, this word is never used, but there's no shame in having one handy. The use of a safe word connects with the third and final descriptor in the BDSM ethics code. Uh, three, most forms of BDSM involve the creative surrender or taking or takeover of control. However, this works harmoniously only between two or more consenting partners. Establishing consent may seem murky when people are playing out fantasies that involve force or domination, but there are many ways to ensure your partner is enjoying their experiences. Agreeing on a safe word is important as is respect between partners. The idea of respect may seem confusing or even comical if humiliation or shame is integral to your fantasy. Rather than focusing on respectful words or behaviors, we can think of respect as an overall commitment to mutual safety and pleasure. Missive partners are responsible for communicating their own limits and Dom, me, should be committed to the quality of their sub's experiences. Look at your partner's face. Look at their body language. Notice any tension that exists for you alone or between you and your partner. Notice any tension that exists for you alone or between you and your partner and our partners. Trust your gut. Ethical sex and Kink. Ethical sex and kink, right? I was surprised that I enjoyed much of the Fifty Shades movie despite being a diehard feminist and despite critiques I had read about the book it's based on. The lead submissive character was empowered. I enjoyed her business meeting style negotiations about what conditions she would or would not tolerate, and often found the Dom slash sub banter witty and endearing and endearing. I'm sorry. And I often found the Dom slash sub banter witty and endearing. There are definitely conversations to be had about their struggle for power, but it's hard to arrive at any agreement about power inside or outside the bedroom. The question I used to critique the film's responsible portrayal would be to include where the sex acts safe, or they sane, or they consensual. It's worth asking those questions about your own sex acts. Whether you're exploring kink with a new partner or you've been practicing BDSM for many years, the proper introspection comes with responsibilities of power. Even when perceived danger is part of the sex appeal, it's important not to blur the line between fantasy and reality. I hope these guidelines can aid you in your quest for ethical fun and pleasure. So, whether you practice BDSM or not, safe, sane, and consensual are good sexual ethics to live by. And safe, sane, and consensual are good sexual ethics that I absolutely live by. Okay. Um, I wanted to not mention this. Yes, there are actual sex benefits to reading erotica. Here's everything you need to know. Carla Delgado, December 7, 2020. Okay, the topics of female masturbation and sexual pleasure remain taboo for many which is precisely why we should keep discussing it. Men may talk about masturbating to porn more often, but Pornhub's 2019 statistics show that their female visitors are increasing. While there are more female-focused adult sites out there than ever before, emotional depth, character development, and palpable sexual tension in erotica in erotic novels still are highly desired. Some people prefer erotic novels as there is usually more context in the story, 
You can use your imagination more to make it work for you, says Lucy Rowett, clinical sexologist and intimacy coach. Just like published novels in any other genre, erotic novels are a great storytelling medium. Erotic literature has existed since the 17th century, but thanks to the growth of electronic books in the last decade, a genre has advanced as readers found a more discreet way of indulging in their choice of reading material. People always debate whether porn is healthy or not. Personally, I think porn is healthy. And erotica is often viewed through the same scrutinizing lens. I think erotica is healthy too. Still, there's nothing wrong with reading erotic novels and you have lots more to gain from it than just pleasure. Here are the many benefits that it provides. Benefits of reading erotic stories. They allow you to explore interest and sexuality in a safe space. The fictional world of erotica. I'm sorry. I was responding to a text message from somebody very special to me. Here we go. Benefits of reading erotic stories. They allow you to explore interest in sexuality in safe space. In a safe in safe spaces. The fictional world of erotica gives you the freedom to explore and enjoy your fantasies. You can choose novels that include the kinks you want to fantasize about and discover those that you might never have heard of. You are free you are feeding your erotic imagination so that you are opening your mind to new erotic possibilities. Dr. Stephanie Buller, licensed psychologist and sex therapist, explains. You can also experience new sexual desires through the eyes of the protagonist before trying it out with a partner or partners. Uh, they can improve your relationship with your partner and or partners. Reading erotic novels helps you to find out more of what you want and be able to communicate that to your partner, Rowett says. She believes that erotica can strengthen relationships as readers learn how to articulate their desires better. Bringing up a steamy scene that you particularly like and talking about it with your partners can inspire some new moves in the bedroom. Then comes in, or outside of the bedroom, because I say, and I said the last time, the bedroom is not the only sexual setting. This comes in handy when you're uncomfortable impro- improvising with cliche scenarios like cop and robber, patient and doctor, and the like. Enacting whatever it is that turns you on can be extremely satisfying for all partners involved. They can increase your libido and desire for intimacy. Masturbating and having sex may be overwhelming when you're blocked by stress or the pressure to perform. Reading sexually explicit material can take some weight off your shoulders as you get absorbed in the plot. A libido and desire for partner sex increases, which can be the missing ingredient if your sex life has ground to a halt, Robert says. Some medications also dampen the libido and orgasmic response as an unwanted side effect, but all hope is not lost. Many people on antidepressants report increasing libido and desire through reading erotica, she says. They can reduce your stress and anxiety. According to a 1974 psychological study, the body's physical response to stress and anxiety shares some similarities to that of sexual arousal. Readers can use this phenomenon of misattribution of, a, of arousal to the advantage by reading erotica, which interprets, which interrupts negative, which interrupts mishandled emotions and reframes them to more positive ones. The aphrodisiac, the aphrodisiac of being turned on also brings much needed relief and peace of mind, especially when it leads to masturbation. If someone is aroused enough to have an orgasm, and there are all the benefits that go along with it, Dr. Beaver says, they can help you reclaim and own they can help you reclaim and own your pleasure. Uh, although sex is becoming less of a taboo topic nowadays, 
Stigma still surrounds it. Erotic novels can help readers reclaim desire and shed the feeling of shame connected to sex. You're affirming to yourself that your pleasure matters, you are a sexual and erotic being, Rowett says. Because reading erotica feeds your erotic imagination, your self-worth increases, and you affirm to yourself that you're worthy of having pleasure. There's so much more to erotica than Fifty Shades of Grey, so take the time. So take the time to find one that is the right spot. You can search them on Amazon.com to really help you out. So yes, I do read erotic novels. I do um, read erotica. Um, I I do view erotic art. I view erotic paintings. I view erotic sculptures. I view erotic dramas. I view erotic films. I view erotic. I listen to erotic music. So yes, I see a. I view erotica art. I view erotica paintings. I view erotica scriptures. I view erotica dramas. I view erotica films, and I listen to erotica music. I read a, a, I read erotic literature, and I view erotic photography. I view curiosa. For the last time, I say it is erotica and pornography as discrete collectible items, usually in published or printed form. In the antiquarian book trade, pornographic works are often listed under curiosa, erotica, or base tie. So yes, I view both erotica and curiosa. And I'll say this for the last time. I want to be an erotica film superstar legend. I want to be an erotica filmmaker and director and so on and so forth. Okay. So, I won't be repeating that ever again, thankfully. Uh, let's see what else I want to say. What do I really want to say? Um, all the benefits of a, of reading erotica when it comes to this my sex life are awesome. I experience all the actual sex benefits to my reading erotica and because of my sex benefits. Well, my partner's sex benefits too, of course, of course. Well, and I view ethical porn. And I act out the ethical porn in my sex life, so... Those are sex benefits too. Um, this is great that I can actually tell the truth. This is so wonderful. Okay. Um, this is quick and easy. So let's get to the point now, right? So yes, I am into no surprises, fair pay, diversity, cinematic, ethical values, equal pleasure, and being couple friends, right? So let's get to it. What type of porns I'll be doing? I decided to be a soft porn superstar legend. I decided to be a sensual porn superstar legend. 
I decided to be a passionate porn superstar legend. I decided to be an elegant porn superstar legend. I decided to be a domination superstar. I decided to be a domination porn superstar legend. I decided to be an orgasm porn superstar legend. I decided to be a pregnancy porn superstar legend. I decided to be a pegging porn superstar legend. I decided to be a shibari porn superstar legend. I decided to be a food lovers porn superstar legend. I decided to be an oral sex porn superstar legend. I decided to be a voyeurism porn superstar legend. I decided to be a public sex porn superstar legend. I decided to be a quickies porn superstar legend. I decided to be a comedy porn superstar legend. I decided to be a documentary porn superstar legend. I decided to be a parties porn superstar legend. I decided to be a fetishes porn superstar legend. I decided to be a menstruation porn superstar legend. I decided to be a squirting porn superstar legend. <laughs> I decided to be a music porn superstar legend. I decided to be a gay porn superstar legend. I decided to be a bisexual porn superstar legend. I decided to be an LGBTQIA plus porn superstar legend. I decided to be a vintage porn superstar legend. I decided to be a taboo porn superstar legend. I decided to be a trans porn superstar legend. I decided to be a massage porn superstar legend. I decided to be a queer porn superstar legend. I decided to be a roleplay porn superstar legend. I decided to be an anal pleasure porn superstar legend. I decided to be a threesome porn superstar legend. I decided to be an outdoor porn superstar legend. I decided to be a masturbation porn superstar legend. I decided to be a bikini porn superstar legend. I decided to be an infidelity slash cheating porn superstar legend. I decided to be an Indian porn superstar legend. I decided to be a homemade porn superstar legend. I decided to be a couples porn superstar legend. I decided to be a BDSM porn superstar legend. I decided to be a group sex porn superstar legend. I decided to be a lesbian porn superstar legend. I decided to be a romance porn superstar legend. I decided to be a very Spanish porn superstar legend. These are all the categories of written on X Confessions that I want to do. And I actually want to be a performer with X Confessions. So I'm going to apply to them when I'm ready and when the time is right. And when my finances are good to go. All right. Okay. I decided to be a MILF. M I L F. MILF. 
that means older women and younger men, right? I decided to be a MILF pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a Jill, G-I-L-F, meaning old women and younger men, right? I I decided to be a Jill pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a Gonzo pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a softcore pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a hardcore pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a feminist pornography superstar legend. I decided to be an ethical pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a mainstream pornography superstar legend that specializes in ethical feminist porn, of course. Um, I decided to... Also want to be... I decided to be an alternative pornography superstar legend. I decided decided to be a women's pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a sex-positive feminist porn pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a feminist pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a sex-positive pornography superstar legend. I decided to be an independent pornography superstar legend. I decided to be an amateur pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a straight porn superstar legend. I decided to be a porn parody superstar legend. I decided to be a two-person sex pornography superstar legend. I decided to be a disabled porn superstar legend. I decided to be a body positivity superstar legend. I decided to be a BBW porn superstar legend. Um, I decided to be a reality pornography superstar legend. Uh, I decided to be a body modification porn superstar legend. I decided to be a porn produced by women pornography superstar legend. And I did decide to be a mainstream pornography superstar legend. Of course, I just wanted to say that as a whole. No diss on anybody. Um, I decided to be a vaginal porn superstar legend. Um, what else I wanted to be? I decided to be an interracial pornography superstar legend. Pretty much what what that means. Okay, I want to say something important. More important. Actually, I want to say even more important. I decided to be a PYT 
porn superstar legend, meaning women 21 years old and older. Some people will be 18 and over and like, hey, as long as they're legal age, you know, I'm not sick or anything, I'm not perverted or anything, but 18 over, that's fine. Hey, um, I'm a healthy person, right? Um, what else I decided to do? And I decided to be a black porn superstar legend. I decided to be a like Latina's porn superstar legend. I decided to be a Native American porn, Native American women porn superstar legend. I decided to be a Middle Eastern women's porn superstar legend. I decided to be an Asian. I decided to be an Asian women's porn superstar legend. I decided to be a BIPOC Black Indigenous People of Color porn superstar legend. I decided to be a Hispanic porn superstar legend. I decided to be a, an African porn superstar legend. I decided to be a porn superstar legend. I'm still seven continents Asia, Africa, North America, South America, Europe, Australia, and Antarctica. And I decided to porn perform with women from all the islands. I decided to porn perform with women who are from Central America too. So I just love to be honest about that. And because I'm, you know, pansexual, I decided I'm gonna perform with all walks of life from Asia, Africa, North America, South America, Europe, Australia, Antarctica, all the islands, Central America. That means people of all gender identities I porn perform with, people of all sexual orientations I porn perform with, and people of all sex characteristics I porn perform with. I'm porn subscribe like when it comes to all of the above. Everything I just said. Um, I miss everybody. I love to porn perform with women who are Afro Latinas. And. Dominican Republic women. Ooh. And I love porn porn Brazilian women too. Yes, yes. Um I love the I would love the porn porn with bodybuilders and gym rats. Uh, I'll say. Oh, so I'm glad. Well, I think that's in every type of porn I want to perform in. I want to be a pornographer in. I want to direct. I want to film make. I want to produce. I want to market. I want to be a higher up leader in. So every porn I do, I want to be a pornographer in, and all the other roles I play. And the last time I play this, 
it's pretty much this is the best way for me to end that um when it comes to all the all the porn that I want to do that means in closing I want to be a manager film crew leader and member photographer website developer webmaster sales personnel booking magazine writer and editor creating business models negotiating trade making press releases drawing up contracts with owners buying and selling content offering technical support running service building services and payroll organizing trade shows and various events doing marketing and sales forecasting providing human resources and providing tax services and support these are things i want to do um I want to have direct contact with the sex workers for sure. I also want to have be a uh, porn distributor and porn retailer. I want to make sure that porn is professionally marketed and sold to adult webmasters web and sold to adult webmasters for distribution on, for distribution on the internet. Those are the th- all the things I want to do. I want to play all these roles when it comes to uh, erotica as well. I want to be in a I want to be an adult service provider. I want to be an adult sex provider. I want to be an adult adult content creator. Um, that's what I want to be. What I want to do. Um, and I'll be porn performing. I have to change my average from. I would say every six months. I'd, I'd do a porn performance. No, no, let, let me change that. Every six months, I'll do porn performing. And every six months, I'll be a pornographer. Every six months. That's how I want to do it. I don't want to do it like all the time, but rare time performer, rare time pornographer. I want to be rare when it comes to, not rare, but. The other stuff I could be much more often, but you know, performing with Knopfer, I want to be careful. You know, I don't do it too much because I don't want to. I don't want to put myself in a negative situation. Also, I don't want to do it too little because I'd be lying to myself. So, did I say I want to be a sex positive porn superstar? I want to be a sex positive porn superstar. Legend, I want to be a super legend of these things. Yeah, I did. I did. Yep, I can't wait to be a part of the Oscars of Porn and and all the other um, adult industry coalitions and associations and award shows. I look forward to it. I am a sexually oriented business um, advocate and participant. So. It just feels good to tell the truth about myself, sure. Because lying does no good to any of us. Some these are things that we have to keep in mind, people. I'll be doing a part two of this and. I want to porn perform with European women too, by the way.
outpouring perform with people of all races, all tribes, all ethnicities, all nationalities, all cultures, and, pe- and people of all backgrounds. I only do things with decent people if I can help it. This is exactly how I am operating. I'm gonna be a queer positivity one. Superstar legend, I'm gonna be a one of porn porn performing with these type of women the most. Uh, dark black skinned black women. Full figure women. Latinas. Brazilian women. Native American women. Middle Eastern women. Those are the ones that I want. That I want to perform with the most. But. I'm excited about my new career in the future. And I'm complete.